how would you help the team identify and select the most valuable backlog items for the upcoming sprint? Ooh. Okay, as interview questions go, this would be interesting because when we say team, what do we mean? Do we mean the whole scrum team? I'm going to assume that. I'm going to, uh, um, I'm going to assume positive intent. I'm going to assume the interviewer has crafted a question that makes sense rather than thinking that you're a project manager and you're going to tell the team what to do. <sighs> so bear with me. What we need to do is help the product owner get clear on what's important about the product often articulated as a product vision or in the latest scrum guide it'll be called a product goal why are we building this at the moment why does anybody care particularly the developers the customers the stakeholders um so we need to work with the product owner to be able to articulate that that will naturally lead to conversations around what's important and why it's important both at an abstract level you know, what I'll often refer to as business drivers, what's or product drivers, what's driving that? Why do we care about this now? Are we focused on increasing the number of people using our product, the amount of data flowing through our product, if that's a thing, the ease of use of our product? What do we care about today? Where are we going next? Okay. Because that's going to change the order of the work because different things will have different values to different aspects of those drivers. So once we're clear on why we're working, we need to have that conversation. What are the levers we can pull here for this product at this time? And which of those do you, dear product owner, care about? Very often I'll get this down in a spreadsheet. Good old spreadsheets, wonderful things. Simply, what are all the items we could do? The backlog. And for each thing, say we've got net promoter score, revenue and number of customers, three um, simple increase in number of customers. Okay, three simple dimensions that we can score it across. Work with the product owner to understand. You know, maybe there's there's actually a number we can put on here. Maybe there's some smart people out there who produce numbers who say if you deliver widget X, it will give you Y pounds more, and if you deliver widget Z, back myself into a corner there, um, it will deliver A pounds more. Great, we've got numbers. We can put them in. That's nice and easy. NPS and whatever the other one was that I've already forgotten. Um, number of people. Um, that's more subjective. So I actually fall back on relative estimation. Is this going to drive better customer satisfaction than that? Is it going to drive twice as much? And guess what? Good old Fibonacci series is going to come into play here just help them sort their thinking and say, in terms of customer satisfaction, this is the most important thing. And what that does is it just puts down on a page something the product owner can look at and say, I'm focused on improving customer satisfaction. So the things that are going to drive more benefit now are those that are going to deliver more customer satisfaction, not necessarily revenue. Okay. And they can order it that way. Lovely. So now we've got a backlog that's ordered for delivery based on the product goal. And what am I going to do next? I'm going to point out to the product owner that they need to have an ongoing conversation with the team. Explain this current order. Why, why this order? Why does this make sense? And have that conversation so that it can be updated to take into account things that maybe the product owner isn't aware of, the more technical details that the developers do know about and are much clearer of. So 
starting off we've ordered thinking about the goal and now we're bringing in the technical element there are other things you know, I've worked with people who've introduced things called fudge factors where they've just realized that we can't tell you why it's important but we're going to move this up the list and stuff like that but we're getting an ongoing collaborative conversation about the relative order so really now once this is all working everybody knows there is no going and telling them what's coming up in the next sprint they're involved in the conversation about it they've helped come up with the answer so that in sprint planning it's not a surprise to anybody unless something's happened overnight since that review that says yeah we thought it was going to be that but actually big change we need to focus over here it happens not too often but it does happen but a team in a good state is going to look at it and go, OK, well, we're going to take in less because we're going to have to do that ongoing refinement. We're going to have to have that conversation um, as part of the sprint. Such is life. This is the whole point of responding to change, even late in the day, at the last minute as we go into planning. What's my role as a scrum master in those conversations? Making sure they happen, making sure that they're healthy, that they're constructive, that everybody is taking into account what they can do in terms of capacity and things like that. But I'm not going to, certainly not going to act as a conduit going from a product owner to the scrum, the rest of the scrum team. I'm not going to be telling anybody what to do. I'm going to be making sure that the product owner and the developers come together in a healthy conversation to work out what needs to be in the sprint. My job isn't deciding. My job's giving them an environment where they can flourish. If you've got to this point in the video, I hope you've enjoyed it. If so, a like would be appreciated. If you want to hear more from me, more answers to questions that maybe you've got in the Agile world, please subscribe to the channel. And if you've got a question that you really want answered, drop it in the comments. I promise we'll get around to it. Thank you.